0: Loud and Proud's Leinster Club coverage is brought to you by Smiths of Drogheda. Hello, welcome to episode 220 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Artie are out, coolly are in. I'm going to discuss the fallout and the fall-in from this weekend's Leinster Club action. But first, Oasis. Say it loud and sing it proud so i'm gonna begin i'm gonna begin with r d um just home from mullingar done the trip up and down nice spin down actually um was a nice spin home I'd say for the r d fans and once again even for per on a personal note like allowed team so close to loud club team so close to playing in crow Park as well like the martins fell at the final hurdle last year and the r d fell as well. Um, Both kind of disappointed circumstances, it has to be said. Like the Martins were f- uh, stack favorites against Shelmaliers, and then today, Arty just never ever looked like uh, winning, or even building enough uh, pressure or sustained kind of momentum behind them to push on and beat the Downs. Who we spoke, I spoke about that with Conor McKenna. That he didn't really say it, but I, when I when I looked at the uh, the Downs just on the eye. They look massive. And they wear massive. Very physical. Very athletic. Very powerful team. And they really cover the ground well. They tackle quite well. And they just... They, they had just a little bit more about them today. And... You know... It, away trips are hard to win. But they're they're very special when you do win in Leinster. They, you show the uniteness. And you get to travel away. And uh, sometimes they're magic. But sometimes it just doesn't go your way. And this is a good Downs team. You know... They, they beat Lowmans who are no slouches as well in, in Provincial Stakes. Um, Westmead are obviously producing really good teams down there and consistent, basically, when you see Gary Castle way back into All-Ireland Club Finals. It shows there's a pedigree there and there's a level and there's a standard that loud just aren't up to uh, yet. Um, and it just proved the case. Luke Lachlan was the main; like he was, the, he was earmarked. He was the man that was going to be hard to stop. He actually... Didn't go and Westmead had a trip to Mexico after winning the Talton Cup. He didn't go. Kevin O'Sullivan did did go. He one of the midfielders as well, but he didn't go. And he just he just uh, he was he was very hard to stop, very hard to handle, especially when he gets his first point. He's one of those sort of players. If you get kind of on top of him, if he if his first two don't go the way, he forces it and then he goes into kind of panic mode. And it wasn't. Paul McKenney picked him up, tried his hardest, but uh, the loss to Donald McKenney was massive. Massive from beforehand. That's in R. D. players' minds. It's they thought, Oh, it's gonna be tough without Donald Like by allowed full back, not not being here to mark their full man their full forward, their tallies man. He finished with five points, Luke Lachlan, But he was that constant edge and that like oh, when everyone when you're so tight on him, you Every, it, it, it leaves space for others, you know. And then Niall Mitchell was very clever in the way that he played, started in for the throw-in, went full forward, went went more or less in the fourth. He stayed in the square, and um, just roamed about. He gets he sets up the goal, drifts into full forward, takes the foot pass inside. Really good move, rapid move. And then Kevin O'Sullivan, the man I mentioned, he took the ball off man, and buried the goal. There was there was one one to no score after four minutes. And despite Tom Jackson getting a lot of turnovers and really good interceptions, they couldn't get any momentum going, Ardy. They couldn't control the ball. They couldn't keep possession. Uh, Darren Conn did get a classy point, put, a, put his marker Mark Kelly in his arse to whip it over the bar. But then they just seemed to be out running, already. They got four points in a row. Lachlan, Martin, Lachlan again. Andrew Kilmartin and did a big miss as well. Kilmartin missed one um, while. I think Hardy were notching up the wides. He kicked six or seven in the first half. Just bad wides, you know. Darren Clark came into the side. They made two changes from the Column Kills game. Darren Clark started and the other one was um Tom Jackson. He started having not started against Column Kill. Um such a key player, Jonathan Cummins. He he is a he is a big player for them. I know I mentioned Donald McKenney already, but Combs is becoming a really important player for Ardy and he sh- his loss was massive. Obviously without Evan Keenan as well, um, around the middle of the field that energy. It, it was it was it was you know, it was an uphill an struggle for Ardy and it, it showed because it took Connor Keenan, and more than the gumption to go up the field from corner back and wing back to kick points, had a bit of pressure, then just let them off the break. Um they had a, the, the two kind of downs lads clattered into each other. And did a big injury break, and then Arlie kind of responded, settled after that. But then it just wasn't their day. Coughlin, very good footballer, she he was good. Conor Coughlin, he finished with three points in play. But just one of those. Gareth, uh, Gillespie nearly got his hands on it. Couldn't get it off the breaking ball. It went down, and he got he got three in a row after. Couldn't get it back out. Big man around the middle of the field. Drum Char- Charlie Drum, he was quite good. Lyingham came into the team and kicked the score, and Kilmartin gets a second score making make it one eight to 3 points. And they kinda missed Kiki's vision out the field. They needed two kickies. He was making I was watching him inside the full forward line making really good um really good moves and, and runs just couldn't be picked out and bizarrely they left him inside one on one and he had a big chance before half time um, sets up Darren McConnell but I think it was full back and um, Peter Murray to s- straighten him up with a shoulder um, to stop that run to stop that kind of goal chance uh, and then uh, James McGillic intercepts as well when the, the Downs went down to the field and possibly had a the goal themselves but not getting anything from that a goal before halftime would have been a different team talk, different pepper in your step. They did get two points back. Darren Clark and Kiki did get a score to make it. 1-8 to 5 points at halftime. But you kind of got the feeling that oh, six points, is out. they'll do well to get out of here with a win, you know. Then Roland Caldos does come on. But Niall Mitchell, the only player that didn't, the only forward that didn't score for the downs. Um, the red lad, big dual star, Hurl is a number one sport. Desi Dolan, I'll tell you why. He'd be top of Desi Dolan's Christmas wish list to get him in with the footballers. Good footballer. Very powerful, very strong, very steady in possession. He got two points quickly after the restart. So did Ronan Carroll. But they they couldn't get going. They tried McConan out the field. They tried uh, rolling in the middle of the field. Liam Jackson goes off injured. Um, Kevin O'Sullivan gets another one. He could have had a goal. Uh, Coughlin gets his second point. Clarkey gets a free... They just were coming in dribs and drabs. There was no bar the last two points of the game with Conor Keenan getting his second. Conor Keenan scoring his brother, um, Ciaran. I don't know when uh, how often that's happened. And then Carrigallass we get the last point of the game. That was the only the only time they got two in a row. Um, the Downs were able to get the kickouts away, get off the field, uh, and kicked the last point for them to make it one seventeen to twelve. And they'll do well, you know. They'll play with Tottenham, The Mead Champions. In Crow Park, that there be two varied like things. But it would have suit uh, Crow Park? Would have suited Ardley as well, with the pace and that around the field. But just no, just wasn't the be. It's just a killer. Coverage brought to you by Smiths of Drogheda as well. The Leicester coverage. We've one team left, and I will get into them in a minute. I just want to talk about um, Willie Riley, who passed away during the week. Really good patron to Loud. Um, having me went to London in 1958, I think it was as a young fella. And showed that resilience to make a real go of it and be successful as well and, and not forget where he came from to pump money back into Loud when he was going well in the building trade in London. Friend of Loud GA for years and just wanted to didn't want to let this podcast pass without acknowledging Willie. So so rest in peace, um, Willie, proud Dramisk and Joe's man, um, down the years as well and as well as a serious loud and proud man. Right, uh, other business. The uh, under twenty one championship is still shaping up. It's shaping up. It'll probably be more clearer now with r e out. They'll, they'll get they'll get to play the game next week against Roach. Um, the brides beat the Pats in Group Two. The Geraldines and Kevin's had big wins over Kilkerley and uh, Toker. Kevin's beat Kilkerley, Mal's combination, and the Geraldines beat Toker. Six twenty to two eleven, Uh tore on their own. Mind you, so that's that's really good, really good uh, for them to be out. The Feckins last year's winners are under twenty winners, five six to ten winners over stabannon, and then a draw between Matak Rangers two ten Ditlemets four uh, four. So let's see. The Feckins are top of the group. Kevin's and Kilkerley are joint top. Brides are top and Roach are top as well with a game to play. Yeah, with a game at hand to play. So, nearly settling there the sediment on it. Um, and also the Cardinal the O'Donnell Cup final. That's going to be played in a couple of weeks' time. Not not next weekend as I thought it was going to be. But a weekend or two, maybe two or three weekends. Uh, the Newtown Blues will take on the Marys to be the Cardinal O'Donnell winners. I was in par, um, the Athletic Grounds last night to watch... Um, the two modern teams, Shane, um, Shane O'Neill's, uh, two armor teams against two Monaghan teams, Ballybay beat Cross, and Cardiff Beef. the boys, what the Shane O'Neill's, Paul Gallagher's team, brother of uh, Neil's, the Cooley goalie, and I uh, tell you what, Jesus, Banties over the Cardiff boys, my God, the. <laughs> They know how to rouse a the crowd. They know how to rouse an opposition. I tell you that, um, I don't know how it wasn't rousing the crowd, or on the pitch. But they got the win anyway, and just shows the passion that was there. And, and the Ballybay were full value for beating Mid Midland. Very one side. I know it was a soft penalty they got, but um, like it's just brilliant those those Saturday night games, those Saturday night football, um, because you, you you had afternoon games in Leinster. And it it kind of felt a bit leggy. You could see it in Barogue coming down the road off the bus, and then Cooley kind of took them a while to get going. Um, but when they did get going, they fairly well p- pummeled Barogue To be honest, they hit one six to no reply. Kind of what would you say? The, seven, the six seven. Yeah, kind of little after midway through the for, the second half. Uh, Whiter comes off the bench, hits a class free don't think the Dublin boys realize who he was when he was shaping up to the take it they hit two beautiful frees in a row and then uh, Paddy Johnson gets his goal set up by Andy O'Neill. and that was it Michael Carroll does so well to intercept that ball such a good player he's very steady so he is uh, Michael Carroll in the uh, in that forward line and Michael Rafferty d- d- didn't play as well as he did before but upsteps Paddy Johnson to step up and play that's the kind of a, a sign of a team in a run and team going well other lads step up on, on other days. King Connor as well finished off the move of the match. Got a couple of early frees as well when it was him and Tolan going. Tolan, geez, they did they, they, they a hell of a free taker. I know we did mention Ronald McLaughlin in the preview. Um, but the free taker out of his hands, he got six, I think. Six, seven, maybe. Maybe 8 out of the 11 points he got. Play. Ryan Alexander, the other player, on the 40. Good footballer as well, so he was, um, to be fair, to the Dublin champions. But the Division 1 football, the higher level, the kind of like the, the Dublin Senior Intermediate Champions were way there with the two kind of senior um, championships above them. But they were game like It was six all at half-time. We didn't know what way it was going to be with Cooley how they want to respond in the second half but Fergie Malone was, was, was titanic really it's at the half um, two interceptions swirled a beautiful point over Cooley just upped it pressed in the second but they had to press like two up it. you know it wasn't just like ah oh, they upped it they had to press it to they really walk on on the other boys coming out with the ball and the day they McGinnis McGuinness gets, comes off the bench he gets a hell of a block as well so yeah they ran out as well as five point winners and the reward is a semi-final in Park Talton against Unshoklin no one done um no one did, they played Rikeni, just neighbours of mine here and they were tipped to win Leinster even before they won meet. even when they went down last year I think it was they're a good outfit they're really strong Becoulier, look at I'm not going to say any more I'm going to do the obviously there'll be a preview podcast on it and we'll rile it up and see how and what they expect from the Shockland, who won the senior in uh, 2002. Manager Keeley is over it. Um, they said they're strong. They're going to be strong. They showed that in their big win over the Kildare the champions. Mullen Levan are still in there as well, who would have played Le- uh, Mark Rangers in the final a couple of years ago. So they'll be knocking about two. But yeah it's a great chance for Cootie to get to the Leicester final and if you're in it that far you're playing in Park Talton you might as well go and do the business and get over the line and get to an intermediate final before Christmas and shorten the whole winter for the whole Peninsula men up there as well they did it without Colin wasn't there at the weekend to use on his travels so he'll be back for that semi-final he'll know Mead football inside out as well having worked up there at intermediate level and gaining success too <coughs> so plenty of information plenty of context to, to drill into Just like Banty did against uh, Shane O'Neill's. Right, where else are we going now? Um, I mentioned the 21 Championship. Um, No Crow Park. Yeah, still sick over that. But um, look, I think that's it. That's episode 220 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Thanks very much to all the people who've signed up. For another month, we're going to be looking at the Loud panellists, seeing who's there, who's not there, uh, who should be there, who could be there, or what maybe you could see as players that could be Engineered into a different position. So there's all that and a whole lot more to come over the month. Um, and then the Feckins also as well. They'll be playing. there, playing the Horland this weekend as well. Or well, next Saturday as well. So plenty to keep going. Plenty to keep the winter short, as I said there as well. Unlucky to RD. Well done to Cooley. You're the only team left standing in the province along with the Feckins Horland. So... We'll, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that in a fortnight's time but for now thanks very much for listening to Loud and Proud podcast episode 220 and all the lesser coverage brought to you by Smith of Drada good luck bye bye and thanks for listening oh and I can't let it pass this podcast pass without mentioning the new Loud Junior 2B champions Maddox Rangers we had to come back from behind to do it Against the a mat- Really good O'Malley. So side. I don't know how a lot of them boys didn't play championship this year for the manly's in the intermediate. But, um, yeah, we had to dog it out. I, I, I May have got a goal. Um, but David Reid gets the cherry on top. Uh, with Mike Ingsby keeping them out the other end. David steps up, rebound the penalty. Only David could, could control it calmly, not panic. Get his feet, foot in right and slip it away to give And secure Mattock, yet another piece of silverware. Great year, great competition, great bunch of lads, great bunch of young lads there as well. So, uh, yeah, really enjoyed the victory. Commiserations to Sean and Matt and Thanks very much again for listening to the Loudon Player Podcast. Loud and proud. As Leinster club coverage is brought to you by Smiths of Drogheda.